we'll kind of go back because you, you know, normally uh, there's a verse or two that kind of helps us to understand the verses that we're on, so we're going to take a look at that, but uh, Romans chapter 8, if you look at verse 16, it's where we'll begin to read, it says, the Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestations of the son, manifestation of the son, sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of the body. Let's say a word of prayer. Father, I pray that you bless, Lord Jesus, please guide my mind, my thoughts, as we take a look at this passage of Scripture. Lord Jesus, thank you for your goodness. Holy Spirit, I yield myself to thee, and I need your clarity of mind and strength of body, and I need your guidance and your wisdom, please. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're doing fairly well on, on time tonight, different things we had going on, but I did want to make this a uh, uh, little bit of an announcement just before service started tonight. Uh, I hated it, but uh, uh, Darlene Hansen, she was coming in with uh, Brother Cummings, and Brother Cummings' car broke down, and, and so they couldn't get here, so Darlene couldn't uh, come, but um, uh, if we'd known earlier, we probably you know, could have gone and gotten all of them, but, but, uh, but Darlene wrote me uh, just about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes before uh, time for the service, and she said, she said, uh, Brother Hooker, my brother and I have been talking, and we understood uh, that uh, you mentioned the need for the uh, new video system and projectors and whatever the system, uh, how she described it. But she said, I, you know, that it'd be maybe twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars. And she said, uh, my brother and I, we want to donate that to the church. Amen. Amen? Isn't that a blessing? Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, and so uh, uh, I wrote her back and said, uh, I'll come get the check now. And uh, no. <laughs> No, I didn't. I, I just said, are you sure? Because, uh, and she wrote me back just to confirm. She just said it's what mom and dad would want us to do. And so uh, that's just, uh, it's a blessing to me because, you know, whenever you're making a decision, uh, spending a lot of money to me is, is uh, it's not easy for me to do. You know, we've never had a lot of money, and so I'm very slow on it. But, but, um, but when God just says, okay, well, you're, you're heading the right direction because I'm going to put it on somebody's heart to help you out there, and that's just such a, such a blessing. And, and, uh, and hopefully, maybe, maybe by the middle of May, we might be able to get this thing up and working. just depends on how fast Brother Rogers works. And so, uh, God bless him. Uh, so, now, look at verse 14. Verse 14 says, For as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, remember, that's kind of where we were finishing up last week. It says no one, basically, no one can be led by the Spirit of God if they have not the Spirit of God. And so as, so as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so uh, if, you're, if you're not led by the Spirit of God, 
uh, you could be in a, in a temporary state, but you know, I didn't, whether it was clear last week or not, but what, what we're talking about here is, is that you can never be led by the Spirit of God unless you are a son of God. And so anybody who is led by the Spirit of God, you can then know they are a son of God because nobody else uh, can be led by the Spirit of God. But uh, so remember that the, the fear, though we t- in the last week we talked about fear early, and it's well as mentioned because the spirit, the little s, is the spirit of the flesh of man, and that spirit is the spirit of bondage, which leaves you always in doubt and fear. There's no peace for we, as we studied in Romans chapter 5, uh, the only, only peace comes when we're justified by faith. Uh, these, these, this example that we had from the, from the little guys, the truth is, is even you know, people who live going to church and giving their money and doing all these things, the one thing that they never have, uh, they may convince themselves and they may say, yes, I know I'm going to heaven, but if you could really get them down into the quiet truthfulness of their heart, uh, there's going to be that little percentage of doubt always in their heart and mind because have I done enough? Uh, you, can, you can never know until you're just about justified by faith. But verse 15 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. He said, Now, that's not, we've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, uh, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And it's very important we went back to this one because this Abba Father, when, this, when we come in simple childlike faith to the Savior, then we receive not the spirit of fear. We're not in that doubt and confusion anymore. We're, we're not in that, that place uh, that, because that's all that, that brings. This, the works religion, all it brings is a spirit of fear and doubt. But when you have the spirit of God, when you have the spirit of adoption, uh, then, then you can look to God and say to God, I know you're my Abba Father. And the, the spirit of adoption that allows us to cry, Abba Father. Now, that Abba Father, and I'm sure many of you have heard it before, but that's, that's when you say Abba, you're saying my, my daddy, my, my papa. My, it's a very intimate relationship. So it's past just I fathered the child. It's I'm his daddy. And, there's, and we all know in our society, that's two big, you know, that's totally different things. Uh, there's people that father a child, but they're not a daddy. They're not a papa to that child. And God says, no, I want to be in a relationship with you. I want to have that sweet, close race relationship. And, and again, many of you probably growing up in church, you know, being around church a lot, you've heard this. But, but this terminology and all that it's talking about here is really about uh, more based on Roman law than it is on on Jewish law or biblical law, it's based on Roman law. This adoption uh, by Roman law could never be rescinded. Uh, this, <clears throat> you know, you could, you could uh, disown a, a child that was born to you by birth, but you could not. Once a child has been adopted, that can never be rescinded and you can never be disowned. And, and so the statement that God is making is, is that it, this is eternal security. It's done. It's a done deal. Can nobody change it? Can nobody take it away? Uh, you can't even say, you know, I, I'm not going to be your son anymore. God says, can't happen. 
It can't, it can't happen. This is, I'm your Abba Father and will always be. Now, remember this relationship is one that's supposed to be close and sweet and recognizable. And this is what God's trying to get through to us is that, that it's, it's not only just that it's real, but it's, it's, it's a very close, it's a very sweet, but it's a very recognizable. Uh, in other words, you ought to be able to know uh, yes, you ought to know as a Christian that he's your father, he's your Abba father, but really the world and God ought to know that you're his child and it should be recognizable in us and real. Now, this is why we get now get to Romans chapter 8, verse 16. It says, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. God says something ought to happen inside of you. If you're saved, your spirit uh, the, the Spirit of God ought to bear witness with your spirit. When, when, you, talk, when you see a little picture of his, uh, of thinking, okay, uh, there are people that are deceived, and churches are full of people that are deceived. That's right. What they illustrate is very true. They think and they believe they're going to go to heaven, but what what's going to happen is, is they're going to wake up on an elevator to hell. And, and, and it's a sad thing, uh, uh, but when the Spirit, though, you say, well, how do, I, how do I really know? Your spirit and the Holy Spirit bear witness together. Your Holy Spirit ought to be just looking at you when you see this and saying, you know what, down deep inside, thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm saved, and I know I'm saved because I believe the Word of God. I know I'm saved because the Spirit of God is within me, and it bears witness with my spirit. In verse 17, it says, and if children, then heirs. And I love this part. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God. He, didn't, he makes it real clear. He says, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ. Man, I love this. God says, you, you're, you're mine, and you're not, you're not just mine, but you're mine in such a way that, that as far as our standing with God and as far as being heirs of we're, we're let me use the term, not, we're equal with Christ. And you say, how can I be equal to Christ? Because when God sees you, he sees the righteousness of Christ. It's not because we are little gods. We don't become, we're not Mormons. We don't believe we're going to become little gods. But what we do believe is that even though we're flesh, God sees me and sees the righteousness of Christ in me. And so I'm a joint heir with Christ. And it says, if so be that we suffer with them, that we may also be glorified with him. Now, here's where we're moving into a lot about eternal security tonight uh, through this sonship. You know, we, we are, and I, and I pray this all the time, uh, you know, and I feel like I'm under some kind of spiritual attack. I, I remind God and I remind Satan, I'm a joint heir with Christ. You know what? I, I've got, the, I have the authority of Jesus Christ, and you can't remain here. You want to harass me? You want to intimidate? You want to try to place me in fear? You want to try to keep me insecure? You want to try to mess? Well, listen to me, devil and all your imps of hell, I want you to understand, I am a joint heir with Christ, washed in the blood of the Lamb. I have the authority of Jesus Christ, and you got to go. You say, you think you're something. No, I'm nothing. It's, it's the authority of Jesus Christ. And I've said this to you before, but I don't have uh, any authority. 
Uh, you know, I think we gave you this illustration. I don't, you know, I travel quite a bit. But, uh, but, but you know, if, if I go out into the, in, into the highway out here, into Kirby Parkway, you know, it's like three, a six-lane road there. I go out there, and it's a tractor-trailer rig come barreling down there, and I step out in front of him, hold up my hand, tell him to stop. Especially if it's at night, he probably is just going to keep on rolling. But if I step out there and I do this, he might stop. I say might, but he just might. And what would make the difference? Have I changed? No, the authority that I represent has changed. The authority, and, and look, when I stand, it's like uh, I have the badge of Jesus, and when, when Satan tries to torment me, I can say, uh, I'm nothing, but, but this right here says you got to go. You got to leave me alone. This passage emphasizes that once we are saved by grace through Jesus Christ, we become joint heirs with Christ. When we, through salvation, have experienced this relationship, the Holy Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. This means the Holy Spirit testifies to our spirit that we are a child of God. And in reality, our spirit testifies that we are a child of God because of the promise of God. Now, that leads us to verse 17, and, if, and it says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified in him. We are heirs of God, just as Jesus uh, is an heir, so are we, joint heirs with Christ. First John chapter 3, verse 2 says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Do you understand that? Right now, if you're saved, now are you the son of God. Does, does that do anything for anybody in here? It's not, it's not one day it will be. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Now, that's amazing. God says, right now you're a son of God. He said, but, but watch this. Now, it doesn't even appear what you're going to be. You know, you can, be, you can fight the, the old Satan and all of hell in the authority of Christ. In this fleshly body, I still have the authority of Jesus Christ. I have uh, this, this weak frail frame and, and, and humanity, and I, and I have this authority, and I'm a joint heir with Christ, but God says, you know, right now, you're a child of God, you're a son of God, but it doth not yet appear what you shall be. You know, one day, this is all going to fall away, and, and it's going to be really good. You understand that one day, this body won't hurt anymore. One day you won't suffer anymore. One day there'll be no more cancer. One day that back won't hurt anymore. Mrs. Felton, one day it's just all going to be done. And God says, you, don't, you can't. And watch this. It does not yet appear. I believe what God's saying is no matter how much you try to visualize it, you can't do it. It's going to be so good. It's beyond your comprehension. And so what we shall be, but we, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. We do not become gods. We simply receive the inheritance from God. This inheritance is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When it says that we shall be glorified together, it is essentially stating we are accepted as he is accepted. For all the righteousness of Christ has been placed upon us at salvation. We are accepted just as Jesus is accepted. We have to be because his righteousness is upon us and all of our sins upon him. So we have to be accepted in Christ, glorified. God sees Jesus when he sees us through the blood of Christ. 
the next verse, every Southerner ought to love. Okay, look down at this one. You ought to love this one if you're a Southerner. You Northerners are going to struggle. But it says, verse 18, for I reckon, amen, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And I, I love this. I can just see this, this really is. For I reckon, listen, son, I reckon it don't even appear yet. I mean, he said, he, look at what he says. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Yeah, boy, I love this. It's just, this, I can just see this, just an old down-home farmer sitting on his porch saying, hey, what you're going through don't even matter because it don't even compare with what it's going to be one day. And he said, he said, it's just, look, I've already deciphered it out. I, I know that's the way it works out. We are joint heirs with Christ. We are a child of God. We are and will be glorified or accepted in him. So the sufferings of this present time, listen, so the sufferings of this present time are not worthy or deserving to be compared to the glory or the honor which shall be revealed in us, for we are in Christ and Christ in us. He just said, you can't even compare the two. You might be going through some stuff right now, and you might be struggling. You might be battling with some health issues, and you might be battling with some financial issues, and you might be battling with just the flesh and, and sin issues, and it just, and, and you get to the point, you think, why do I have to keep falling, and why do I have to keep failing, and why do I, and God says, you know what, all this struggle that you're going through, and how bad it can be, and some people just say, well, people get to the point, and more so today than maybe than ever, they'll get to the point where they take their own life. Because it's just so bad. And God says, you know, as a Christian, no matter how bad it gets, it can't compare. How bad it gets cannot compare to how good it's going to be. It's so Galatians 2.20 says this, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. What you're going through today does not hold a candle to what wonderful things lie ahead for the Christian. You know, every, when I, every time I read this passage, and I can't get away from it, but I, but I think about my daughters, my wife, and, and I think about as they're getting closer and closer to having that baby. And you know, as they get closer and closer, they get more and more miserable. And eventually, you know what? They're going to go in to labor. And labor is so much fun, isn't it, Jobeth? Isn't it wonderful, y'all? Ladies, Faith, how's labor? Isn't it good? You, you. It's just such a wonderful thing. No, they hate it. I, I, I don't know. I, you know. I've never talked to, no, I don't think I've ever talked to any one of my daughters that really enjoyed labor. I, I guarantee you if you talk to them during the labor, we were on our way back from London we were no, we were at London. Uh, we were back from Africa, coming back from Africa. We we're in London, and Amber started having a baby too soon. Joe Beth was. We we're traveling back to get there to be with Amber when she had the baby, and so you know what they did? They 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 got her on live stream or whatever it is. Joe Beth is talking Amber through having this baby while we're sitting in the London airport. 
And every once in a while, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, getting the nerve to look over there and, and see. And, and, and the expressions on Amber's face did not look happy. And Joe Beth kept saying, it's okay, you can do this, you can do this. And I, and I just felt like, you know, pretty soon Amber's going to reach through and go, shut up! <laughs> because she was at that point. Now look, the labor, I don't know that they ever say that's good. They always say this is horrible, this is terrible. And, and look, I know they get to the point where even their darling husband who stands beside them, while they're going through that, they want to kill him. They hate him. They despise him. And it's amazing how you, this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing that goes on. Because Mr. Hyde is in labor. Ah! Baby's born. Dr. Jekyll. It's so wonderful. It's so good. Oh, how was labor? Oh, it wasn't that bad. Really? No, I don't think so. No, it's, that's what God's saying right here. It's like a woman having a baby during labor. It would seem like it's not worth it. It's just too hard to endure. But then the baby is born, and the wonder, the love, the glory is so great, the pain of the past is forgotten. Well, it has to be. It has to be forgotten because from what they endure, they would never, we would only have one child per family. So somehow there's some kind of mental block that goes on there. Now, we don't really know about that because Joe Beth had all cesareans, so uh, that was real easy for me. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't. I, I went into one time, you know, about four, four of those times, they let me go in there. Two of the times, I don't think I went, but, or maybe three of the times. They, uh, but I went in there, and I was sitting beside Joe Beth. And they started having some kind of, you know, they get this little blanket here or sheet so that I can't sit. And I'm sitting beside her, and I'm patting her hand. It's all going. She's awake, you know, but, you know, like the bottom half of her is dead. And so... <laughs> And so I'm like, it's going to be okay, Joe. It's not going to be okay. And the doctors are talking like, okay, something's wrong. You know, so much scar tissue and so much and all this. And I, and, and, and pretty soon I'm going, oh. <laughs> and get this. She's having a baby. They're, they're doing a cesarean. And Joe Best starts patting my hand going, it's okay, Rob. It's okay. It's going to be okay. They're going through all this, and the doctor's going, he's looking over the thing, is he going to be okay? Is he going to be, that's too much for me to endure. And so, now, there's a, there's a little shift in thought, but it's kind of the same discussion. Romans 8 and 19 says, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, that's kind of a, a little wordy for our minds, but, but I believe it simply means this. That all creation, which is under the curse of sin, waits patiently, because they have no other choice, but waits patiently for the manifestation or the appearance of the sons of God. You say, you see, all creation has, is waiting patiently for salvation to come waited for salvation through Christ to come, whereby we are able to become the sons of God. 
And again, it's, it's a little bit wordy, but it says, for the earnest expectation. It's really earnest the, the, of the creature waited. All creation is under this penalty of sin, and they're waiting for this manifestation of the sons of God. They, they're waiting for, for salvation to be revealed. They're waiting for salvation to come. And uh, it just may be raining. Can y'all hear that? That is rain, isn't it? Either that, my ears are ringing really loud tonight. The world was cursed and under the penalty of sin and, and, and death, but all creatures waited for the coming of Jesus, when and where people who trusted in him become the sons of God. Verse 20 says this, For the creature was made subject to vanity. This is going to be a little bit wordy again. The, the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Again, it, it, you look at this at first and like, wow, okay, I got to slow down and, and go through this. The word vanity here is a strong word meaning a disappointing misery. So the creature was made subject to this disappointing misery. The creature was subjected. The creature came under this subjection what is that? The creature that was created came under sin, under the penalty of sin. The creature, mankind, was made subject to sin through the fall of man. It's a disappointing misery that we all had to endure. But by reason, that's through or by means of, by reason of him who hath subjected or put under the same, the vanity and how did he put under uh, this subjection? He did it in hope. So, uh, in Christian sense, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation, our hope is in Christ, and that hope has conquered the disappointing misery. And that's really what all this, this verse is saying. For the creature was made subject to, the, to vanity, this disappointing uh, situation, this terrible situation that we're under, under the curse of sin, we're subjected to it, not willingly, we were born into it. It's not like we were all, uh, you know, Adam and Eve chose it, we didn't choose it, we were born with it, but by reason of him, by reason of who? By reason of Christ, who hath subjected the same, who has brought the sin into subjection, and how? By hope. By hope of eternal life through the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, through the shed blood of Christ. And, and whether that makes sense or not, and I'm, not, I'm really struggling to, to make it clear, but, it, but it, it's really, it's two powers that are here. It's two subjection. You are under subjection of sin, and now you're under subjection of the hope in Jesus Christ. The creature, mankind, was made subject to sin through the fall of man. It's a disappointing misery, but by reason, through or by the means of, of him who has subjected or put under the same, this vanity, and how did he put it under subjection? He put it under in hope. In the Christian sense, that in hope means the Christian sense, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Our hope is in Christ, and that hope has conquered the disappointing misery. Verse 20 uh, because my time's going to run out, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. You see, 
Uh, sin reigns and has reigned in man since the fall of man, but through Christ sin no longer must reign. But when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Uh, then creation will not groan and travail anymore, but now all of creation groans and travails. You see, verse 22 says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And so sin reigns and has reigned. That's what verses uh, 20 and 21 say, Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. That we, all of creation is under this bondage of sin and corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So we're under this bondage, but we are set at liberty by Jesus Christ. And now, in Romans 8.22, as we said, and we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. So the, all of creation is, is groaning because of the sin. All of this creation is going back to that travailing as in, in childbirth. is groaning and going through the pain of sin and the penalty of sin. But there's going to come a time when we are freed from that. And that's what we have. All of us who have trusted Jesus Christ, we have been set free from that penalty of sin. Sin reigns and has reigned in man since the fall of man, but through Christ, sin no longer must reign. But when he shall appear, we shall be like him. But now all creation groans and travaileth. Verse 23, and I know this is a little bit more difficult, and, and I'm probably uh, struggling to explain it, but uh, hopefully it's making a little bit of sense to you. But, and it says in verse 23, and now, uh, and not only they, so not only the lost world and of all of lost creation, but our also. So he's saying not only they, not only the lost creation, not only the creation that's under the subjection of sin and under the penalty of sin, they groan and they travail. Uh, but not only they groan and travail, but we ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. Why are we groaning? Again, going back to, if you remember Romans chapter 7, on verses 24 and 25, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Uh, we, we're groaning and travailing ourselves because we are still, even though we've been set free from the bondage and set free to live for Christ and, and the sin does not reign in us anymore, the problem is we're still wrapped in this wretched body. Weak wretched body. And I don't know about you, but no matter how hard I try, I come up short. Yeah. And it gets really frustrating. And we groan and we travail because, Lord, I would love to just get to the point that I don't have to fight with this every day. And God says, you can. Why? And that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the adoption. And he says, to wit, the redemption of our body. You see, our souls, eternally, our spirit, we, we are redeemed. And if you're saved, you're going to go to heaven forever. But our bodies are not redeemed yet. They're terrible, wicked, wretched bodies. And we're encased in them for this point in time. We shall be set free from the body of this death when Christ returns and we are resurrected to be 
with him and like him in glory. And so it's just a, it's a, a, a battle. And it's really all about eternal security because we are a child of God. And he makes that real clear at the very beginning. You are a child of God. You're a joint heir with Christ. He, and the reason I think he's doing it is because he also he's about to tell us that there's a, there's a real battle and torment in this world. There's a lost world, but that, even that lost world is groaning and, and travailing to, to be set free from this wickedness and sin. Eventually, they don't understand. They haven't accepted how, but he says even though the, the world doesn't want this. And, and, and you know, there's a point, uh, Scripture, I don't remember the exact Scripture in the Old Testament, but it talks about the fact that sometimes uh, there will be a point where in a nation the wickedness will become so great, and normally it's referring to fornication and homosexuality and different things, but it becomes so great that the land will spew them out. It says the land will spew them out. And I, I believe all of God's creation is just travailing because all of God's creation suffers from sin. But he says, even you that are mine, you that are Christians, you're still suffering too. You're struggling, not because sin has dominion over you, but because you are still waiting for that new body. New body where they won't sin anymore. That new body that, and that's just almost beyond comprehension, but there's coming a time as a Christian where we're going to live in an environment where there'll be no sin. There'll be no temptation to sin. There'll be no recompense of sin. And, and, and maybe you have to get older to, to, to understand this. And I know young people kind of struggle with this. But, but as you get older, that gets pretty exciting. Because we've been battling a long time. Been fighting. And the sin has hurt so many people we love. And it's hurt even us. And to the point that we're groaning, and that's what God's saying. He's saying, you're my child. I know you're in a world that's battling right now, and it's that, that whole world and you and all of it, you're, you're just, you're waiting. You're waiting patiently, but you're groaning and travailing, waiting for that moment that it'll all come to fruition where you will be redeemed, body and spirit. All right, Brother Allen.